The following program is pre-recorded. From Pacifica Radio in San Francisco, this is Flashpoints. I'm Dennis Bernstein. Today on the show, the greatest setback in the history of U.S. women's rights as the extreme right-wing Supreme Court paves the way for the end of a woman's right to choose, the right to use contraceptives, to gay marry, mix marry, LGBTQ marriages, just for starters. There's a lot more coming up. We're going to talk to some women who are fighting back and a lot more for you today. All this coming up straight ahead on Flashpoints. Stay tuned.
And you're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. My name is Dennis Bernstein. The phones are haunting us. Uh, but you may have heard by now a 5-4 to four majority on the Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade, the landmark ruling that guaranteed American women a constitutional right to abortion. This message uh, sends to women and girls, not only in the U.S., but all over the world, is clear. The message it sends, you are not free. Your bodies are not your own. Your destinies will be shaped by the state, by the church by men. It's an extraordinary situation. And just to make matters worse, Clarence Thomas did a little follow-up today. Clarence and Ginny uh, have some extra information for you. It seems like uh, uh, Clarence Thomas argued a concurring opinion released on Friday that the Supreme Court should reconsider its past rulings, codifying the rights to contraception access, same-sex relationships, same-sex marriage. It goes on. Clarence Thomas leading the charge, most seniority on the Supreme Court, extreme right-winger, working with his wife, who, by the way, you remember, played a key role in trying to overthrow the uh, uh, the elections uh, and uh, keep Donald Trump in office. Well, I guess we'll hear a lot more about that. This seems to be a bit of diversion, but this is a crucial story. Again, joining us uh, to talk about this is uh, Darlene Moreno. She's with the Feminist Front. The Feminist Front is a youth of color-led organization organizing 15 to 35-year-olds for gender and racial justice. Darlene Moreno, welcome to Flashpoints. Can I ask you how you're feeling today? And what is your, give us a couple of your gut reactions to uh the way in which the Supreme Court has essentially ended uh, the right to abortion. And really, uh, while they freed uh, the Second Amendment and AR-15s, they put uh, women back in uh, a 19th century prison. Hi, thank you so much for having me here today. Um, Sure. I woke up today feeling enraged, like a lot of people across the nation. Um, And that's why... I'm here with the Feminist Front to do something about that. Um, I'm walking to a rally right now in Los Angeles, Pershing Square, uh, to protest this. And we're essentially, we're calling all uh, all youth of reproductive age, ages 15 to 35, to join us in this movement and creating the next wave of feminism, right? Our bodies are at stake, so it's reproductive justice, it's gender justice, it's the criminalization of abortion, uh, it's uh, low-income communities, BIPOC folks, transgender, non-binary, they are disproportionately going to be impacted by this ruling. So we are angry, and we need you all to come join us in the street. Today... And, and you're on your way to uh, a rally. Uh, where, where exactly is the rally going to be? And what will you tell the folks? Yeah, today the rally is at uh, City Hall here in Los Angeles. So it's on the corner of Hill and First Street, or near near, uh, Hill and First Street. And today, we're going to be in community, right, with people who are hurting. And we will also be inviting folks to join our movement. So we are, we have some pretty big asks from you all. On Sunday, we are hosting a rally at the same location, City Hall, 1 p.m. And we're also mobilizing youth, ages 15 and 35, across California. So youth are privileged to support 
reproductive organizations in Arizona will be mobilizing folks from California to Arizona this next month. So we're asking y'all to join the feminist front, to add us on Instagram, send us a message, join our movement, and build community. We have to have each other's backs. We need to fight for this together. Yes. Uh, and uh, talk a little bit about uh, why it's now become crucial for young people, uh, for young women, for young women of color to get involved. Do you feel like you've been let down? You've been abandoned by the Democrats, by the largely majority, majority male Senate and Congress. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so um, Democrats have had a while to, to prepare for this. And not enough was done. And so, right, you know, right now it's not even about, it, it's really about mobilizing and getting people to join the movement. It's about the immediate action that is needed now. People are going to be criminalized for this. And we need to make sure this does not impact our communities any more than it already has. And you're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. We're speaking with Darlene Moreno. She's with the Feminist Front. She's at a protest in L.A. Um, Darlene, can I ask you to maybe use your little phone there as a microphone and, uh, you know, give a couple of other people who are there with you a chance to maybe uh, uh, tell uh, what's at the core for them, what they want to share with the world, tell America? Oh, yes. I'm asking all of you across this nation to come join the Feminist Front in the next wave of feminism. We're here at Pershing, uh, sorry, City Hall in Los Angeles, and we will be organizing here again, City Hall, Sunday, 1 p.m. I'm asking you to join our movement to protect each other and to, to fight for our future. It is us, BIPOC, you know, folks of color, low-income communities, we're going to be impacted. We need more people to join us. Is there, are you having a dialogue within your own families, with your, uh, your parents? Is there a way that, uh, uh, a new way, for instance, of working with your parents, of working as a family, as working as a new kind of family? Wow, that's a really tough question. And I'll say that I don't have uh, much of that dialogue. That I'm here today on the streets because I was raised in such a strict household and because I was raised with pro-life values as a child. So that made me realize, you know, through time, that I needed more empathy and to support these causes, such as, you know, abortion rights. It's actually the reason I'm here, is to counter <laughs> what I was taught and how I was raised. All right, listen, uh, let me ask you this one final question. Uh, you're at the rally now? Yes, I am, I'm right here. And um, are people starting to gather around the stage, uh, beginning to speak? Yes? Yeah, so we have a couple of organizations speaking right now, and the folks are on the street, literally um, in the street. Um, and we have, like, news folks, and everyone's here uh, listening in the community right now. Can I ask you to use your phone as a microphone? And Yes. Go share with some of the, tell them uh, America wants to hear what they have to say and put them on the phone. Tell them, uh, I'd love to hear what they've, what, what's going on, why they're there. Sure. Give me one second. I'm sure, absolutely. You're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. Pardon? 
My name is Dennis Bernstein. This is your Daily Investigative News Magazine. And we're at a rally in Los Angeles uh, via uh, electronic uh, visits. Uh, hello, are you with us? Hello? Hello, yes, I have someone here. Okay. Yeah. Who, who do you got there? Who's with us? Who is it with us? Why are you here today? Is it okay if I interview? I think yes. Okay. You do the interview, yeah. protests going on in Los Angeles. My name is Dennis Bernstein. The show is Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. There are protests like that happening all over the country, and I can assure you there are a lot of young people uh, who are out there today who understand what's at stake for them. Uh, and we need to start listening to the young in this country because uh, we ain't been doing uh, so well. If you got uh, somebody like uh, Donald Trump and Clarence Thomas calling the shots, I guess it's time for a serious uh, transformation. And somebody who I know stands with me on that is Reiko of Revolution Books in San Francisco and in Berkeley in particular. Reiko, are you with us? I am. I am. I'm, I'm right now in front of the... Uh, 450 Golden Gate Federal Building um, with a few hundred people and we're getting ready to go join thousands of people that are in front of City Hall right now in San Francisco. And why, why are you out? Why is this a crucial moment in history? Why do you feel it's time for people to really stand up, lock arms, and fight back? Um, well, this is crucial uh, for women and girls to have any future at all. This is a major, major attack, um, and I have here, with full parental uh, permission, Rhett, who is 12 years old and wants to speak to you. All right. Let's, hi. Hi, how are you? Why are you out there fighting for your rights today? What's up? Um, I'm out here today because... Uh, Roe versus Wade, it doesn't just affect women and people who can give birth. It affects queer transgender youth, and I personally identify with part of the community. Um, really important for all my peers who are people of color or my peers who are sexually active. If they get pregnant, they need an abortion. If they don't have access to contraceptive, Roe versus Wade, Roe v. Wade, it does a lot for this country. Um, and I feel like to earn this fact, we need to mobilize a big, vast, non-violent protest. So that's why I'm here today to just help out. Do you talk about this with Do you talk about this with your parents? Yes, I do all the time. My mom, she fully supports. Um, my dad, he fully supports too. And my parents, they they believe that they're raising a revolutionary. And I, I'm so lucky to have parents who support who, who support me. 
Wow. Well, thank you for uh, talking with us on Flashpoints today. Uh-huh, we appreciate it. Could you could you give yeah, the phone rack, uh, back to Reiko? Yeah, this is me. All right. Well, uh, listen, that's a beautiful microphone you got there. Anybody else you think uh, would be interesting for us to uh, hear from before we say goodbye? And why don't you tell us what's different sure, about this, this today? Jace has been an organizer um, for a while now and has learned how to do everything from make a banner to give a speech. So he, so here is young Jace. All right. Hi, Hi how are you? Uh, Why are you out in the street uh, now? So I'm out here just because I've been worth rise up for abortion rights for a long time now. And I just, it's absolutely not okay that the Supreme Court has decided to make this decision of gutting Roe v. Wade, which is not only protects the right to abortion, but it's based on the law of privacy. So if if the, if SCOTUS thinks it's okay to just take away our fundamental right to abortion, really what we're saying is, like, what else would I think is fucking okay? Because if if they think that's okay, then they'll pro- they also will uh, probably go for... Um, queer marriage, you know, interracial marriage, the right to contraception, contraception, which I mean, protects is very vi- but uh, is like is very important for like many women and a lot of people because it's it's a safety, it's a form of protection. And do you do you think um, that? If if young people don't get involved, uh, are, are you a little disappointed uh, that uh, uh, the older people, the Congress, really the Democrats dropped the ball on this and sort of left it for the right wing Republicans to organize locally and essentially take over? Your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I just I don't think that we can rely on anyone that's in the hierarchy right now, Democrat or Republican, to really we can't rely on them because at this point. We have tried to rely on them, and it just doesn't work. They don't understand what we need. They don't understand that we need our fundamental rights for, parents for some reason. And so I just I think it's important that we're out in the streets and showing them this is what we need, and we won't back down. Beautiful. Well, I thank you for joining us on Flashpoints today. Uh, good luck. Could yeah. you pass the phone back to Reiko? Yeah, I will. Um, once I get. Reiko. Okay. Reiko. And you are listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. Uh, We're speaking with Reiko now live from San Francisco Federal Building. Um, Reiko, what, first of all, describe the the protest that's going on now. What kinds of signs are people uh, carrying? What are the signs saying? What are people saying? Is there a, a more militant mode you're feeling now? I believe so. I'm seeing a lot of green bandanas and people wearing green. I'm seeing people, um, my body, my choice, post row, hell no. I'm reading some of the signs. Um, yeah, there is a very, there is a very angry and justifiably so mood right now. And people know that they're, you know, coming from work, coming from across town and, and hooking up to stand together. Um, we do want to raise the slogan. Um, this decision cannot stand legal abortion on demand. And we believe that if now millions of people finally get into the streets in a sustained manner, that this whole thing can be turned around. 
but only through the actions of the people. And so I think I think there's a sense here of that. Rico, I know you're not uh, a fan of the Democrats or the Republicans, but but what would you what would you like to see well, within the realm of what they might be able to do? What would you like to see they the Congress do now? Codify abortion rights into federal law. That's that's what we're demanding at this point. Yeah, they should have done that 20 years ago, 40 years exactly. ago. Exactly. Yeah. So again, you're in the you're still in front of the federal building now in San Francisco. No, we left the federal building and we're approaching the civic center where um, a whole other group of of people have just um, have just marched to the civic center. So we're hooking up oh, with no. that, and then we're going to probably march on to um, Market Street. And I think there's several hear- other marches that may converge. Did you hear that uh, Clarence Thomas came out of the corner swinging? Uh, I did. Already, I did. and what are your thoughts on the fact that he's really he's not wasting a second to go after the other human rights that we all care about, con- whatever it, contraception, safe s- sex relationships, safe sex marriage. Your thoughts on this? Are you are you terrified well, the, in a way or? Party. Yes, the Republican Party is now a fascist party, and they're on a roll, and they're not going to stop. And so what's incumbent on the people is to actually take action and take into the streets and realize that nobody's going to come to save us except us, you know, in, in our millions. And it's there. It's there. People are, people are hating what, what is happening and thinking about the future if this is allowed to stand. Yeah, the, the two people you just spoke with, right? Um, both trans kids. What is the future for them? What is the future for, you know, any teenager who finds herself pregnant in one of the 26 states that is now um, having these trigger laws, right? Having to travel yeah. hundreds of miles, you know, and, and maybe not even that, maybe can't even tell her parents or maybe doesn't know that they are pregnant until it is it is too late to have an abortion in one state and must travel many hundreds of miles more to another. This cannot happen. And it's it's an attack that's focused on class, right, and race. Because uh, you've got the money, you get what you want. What's going on there now? It sounds like people are, are getting a, a little bit louder. Um, yeah, well, there's there is a... A protest here that is called, um, I think, by Planned Parenthood, and the crowd here has just marched from Embarcadero, and and we have brought our banner and our chant. Our banner says "Abortion on Demand" and without apology, and we are now greeting the crowd here um, and getting ready to march. Any pro-choicers? I mean, any anti-choicers uh, out there? Um, they may be slinking around, but they are not really in evidence right now. <laughs> They're not showing their face. All right. Well, yeah. listen, uh, thank you for giving us this report. We hope that you'll be safe in the streets there. Please take care. And if something comes back, we're on the air until 6 o'clock. So give us a call, all right? Definitely. And come out tomorrow, 450 Golden Gate at 5 p.m., 
and let let's continue this, intensify it, and have it grow. All right, that's beautiful. Uh, we thank you for joining us. You're listening to Flashpoints flying from the seat of our pants, live broadcast uh, coming out of uh, San Francisco, uh, where there are uh, protest expanding in the streets of San Fran. Uh, before that, we were in Los Angeles, uh, uh, and we're trying to keep an eye on what's going on in terms of this uh, growing resistance uh, to the end of Roe v. Wade. Clarence Thomas didn't waste a minute uh, in uh, warning everybody that uh, this ain't uh, the end. Uh, him and Ginny have a lot more in store for us. We're going to take a short break. Musical break. When we come back, we'll have more for you. Stay with us. Two flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. And uh, we continue our coverage of the decision by the Supreme Court, the extreme right wing Supreme Court, to put a final end to Roe v. Wade. It's uh, it's uh, not dead yet, and there's a big battle going on. Uh, but you got Clarence Thomas out there continuing to swing. Uh, the day after the initial announcement, uh, Clarence is talking with his wife, Ginny, of course. Uh, the uh, insurrectionists are talking about uh, uh, what comes next, uh, what other rights uh, need uh, to be ended. So uh, we're going to continue our dialogue and joining us uh, to talk more about it. Somebody who's been in uh, this battle for some time. Uh, we are happy to welcome back to these airwaves Tish Lampert. Uh, she's a photojournalist. Uh, she captures the spirit of the heroes and ordinary citizens of their active, on their activist journey to defend their American values during the most conflicted eras in our history. And right now, um, Tish, this is certainly one of those uh, conflicted times in history. You, you've been around uh, with me uh, quite a bit. You want to give us your thoughts, your response, and maybe you could share a little bit uh, of that meeting way back with Betty Friedan, who was a visionary leader, uh, feminist, uh, really making the initial changes in our culture. 
Hi, Dennis. Well, I am, after experiencing the extreme shock, and I mean, this is 50 years I have been marching with women and activists across the country. I have lived through all of this history. And, you know, I listened to the show today, and I'm on fire because I'm not only comforted, but I am reminded that it is not just you and I. We are really passing the baton. And I think, you know, this is not going to be an easy um, fix it. We all know that. And it does make me reflect in 2004, I was backstage at Cooper Union Hall in New York with Betty Friedan, who started the National Organization of Women. And there were a small group of us and some young women and myself. And she turned around and she tapped us on the shoulder with her cane. And she said to me, don't be so smug. They're coming back for your rights. And at the time, you know, it was 2004, she was about to go on stage with a host of luminaries and read the Constitution. We were fighting against another Bush, uh, uh, you know, uh, four more years. And at the time, I really thought, is she exaggerating? Because Roe v. Wade is cemented in our lives. You know, we have other battles to fight. And look at us. Here we are today. And, you know, in, in candor, it's certainly not that we weren't expecting this. But I have to add what you're commenting on throughout the program. These little side commentaries with Thomas and Ginny, you know, um, this is literally... The clarion call, the line in the sand. I really believe we have come to this point. And I have to remark that, you know, for the last 25 years, I have been on the trail covering this wave of activism. And I even titled my book, We Protest, Fighting for What We Believe In, because all of you who have been out there with me, and many of you have, um, we really believe that when we are out there in earnest, we have a stake in what we're fighting for. And I don't know about you, but I think a lot of us are feeling quite demoralized. You know, um, Elizabeth Warren today came out and said, don't despair. So this begs us to question, what is the battle ahead for us? Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm an, a, a kind of an old bird here who has seen these battles take place over and over again. But I had never thought we would witness a constitutional right taken away, a right that women from across the country have not only depended on, but it also includes not just health care. It's, it's in, in so many instances, um, life and death, um, it, it has everything to do with the mental health of a young girl. I mean, I am in absolute shock that we could be entering a Gestapo era where it will be legal for law enforcement to enter a woman's home or a doctor's office in some of these states. And so forgive me for rambling, but I think 
no, no, it's incredibly important what you're saying. A mandatory changing of the guard. It is amazing, and of course, you know, as I mentioned, uh, uh, Clarence Thomas hasn't wasted much time. He's the senior member of the, if you can believe it, of the Supreme Court, and he hasn't wasted much time on the heels of all of this. And I, frankly, I think he's hitting so hard, so fast, because I think he's trying to dig a cover-up trail, uh, trail, because mm-hmm. his his wife is in big trouble. She's well, implicated she's right in the complicit. middle. <laughs> yeah, y- you I might mean, say. Uh, you know, this also makes you question. I have to remind all of our listeners today: four million young people turn eighteen every year. So, what we have to truly mobilize, and I know we're all so frustrated. I heard young one young woman saying, "You know, they have no faith in our government anymore. How could you?" I mean, this is truly at a point where you can't ask for people to believe in something when everything you believe in is being removed and our freedoms are just gone. So I just look in frustration and I think, well, how do we, we, how do we overcome this? I think this is a question that I've been looking at through the lens of my camera for 50 years, you know, in truth. And I think that it's not always sexy to fight for the state houses, you know, to get in there and fight for all the small little jobs. But now when it comes down to it, it's these state houses that have enabled these laws to come as these horrifying laws to come as far as they have. It is true. You're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. Listen, I have an idea. Um, I'd like, uh, Tish Lambert, uh, for you to stay with me. I'd like to take a musical break of about two minutes, and I'd like to invite callers in, and maybe we can uh, uh, institute a dialogue. Maybe we can start this uh, project of the letters to the future. Uh, maybe there's some information that we can uh, uh, talk about, share, and begin to develop in terms of resistance. But let's do this. I'm going to give out the phone number. It's 1-800-958-9008. That's 1-800-958-9008. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. If you're out in the streets, love to hear from you wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Please, uh, if you're involved in this, if you're thinking about it, if you're afraid, if you're disturbed, if maybe uh, women all over America had their, literally, uh, they were in the clinics. They had their appointments canceled. This is a powerful message to women they, all over the country. This, you know, as soon as as soon as the Supreme Court came down, that was it uh, for abortion, essentially. So this is big trouble. Again, the number is one eight hundred nine five eight nine zero zero eight. We're going to take about a minute and a half, and we'll be back with your call. Stay with us. <laughs> We want. So, 
telling us to think and we're trying to think about what's going on in this country in this world as uh, you may know by now uh, a five to four majority of the supreme court has overturned roe v wade the landmark ruling that guaranteed american women a constitutional right to abortion uh, this message sends to women and girls not only in the u.s uh, but all over the world what it sends, the message it sends is clear. You are not free. Your bodies are not your own. Your destinies will be shaped by the state, by the church, by men. That's troubling, isn't it? Matt, join us from Santa Maria. Matt, you're on Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. Hello. Uh, you're one of my heroes, and I'm so blessed to hear your show every day and so quickly um this is a very sad day obviously it's it's just plainly vile but the other sad thing is you know one thing leads to another this is kind of chickens coming home to roost from the actions of uh the dnc when they harpooned the burning um uh, you know, his campaign and then so that Hillary would be put in and she just wasn't a viable. So a lot of people who voted for Trump in the primary, I mean, for Bernie in the primary, once he was out, they didn't feel they had any viable choice with Hillary. And I completely understand why. And it just, it, it just, it was like, you know, how could you elevate Trump any more than to do something like that? Had Bernie, oh, or even if they chose Elizabeth uh, Warren to be in, um, you know, Trump would have never gone in. The court never would have been packed, and we wouldn't be here right now. All right, listen, let me, that's that's a whole bunch of stuff that you put out there. I really appreciate uh, your call, uh, Matt, and let's see if we can talk a little bit about that. And uh, let me ask you, um, Tish Lampert, do you think um, if, just as a speculation, if Bernie, who is much more progressive, liberal, would have really made a difference when it came right down to it? Well, this is a loaded question because I was on Bernie's press pool, but um, and covered all the conventions and very intimately got very personally attached to never see somebody like the individual that ended up um, being elected. 
But, you know, I think there is some wisdom in Matt's commentary that this you have to go back and look where this decision comes from. And again, I think as outraged as we all are today, um, there is no question that we were, there, there were too many people who um, were overreactive in the 2016 election in terms of their vote. And there also wasn't a firm reality what was at stake. I really believe that. I mean, I am personally a Bernie fan for many reasons. You know, I think um, all of us who have supported him in the past, you know, constantly wonder where would we be now? And we would certainly be focusing on the environment and not on every woman fighting for their right to choose what to do with their body if he was in the, in, in, you know, the White House. Um, but I think it makes it even clearer that, you know, every time we hit these elections where we don't have a choice, I hate to say it, but there is that, that wisdom of voting for the lesser evil. I mean, it sounds so frustrating. Um, but, but now I think it's even more important that we don't yes, lose heart. Yeah. Not to lose heart. That's important. We're not going to lose heart here. We're taking um, phone calls at one 800 958-9008. We're talking about the decision today to put an end to Roe v. Wade. It's just, it's almost, it's unimaginable. It's really, there are certain things to, that are really hard uh, to get your soul and your mind around. And that we have taken this step back into the 1800s. 1800s is a mind blower. Anyway, we're taking some calls at 1-800-958-9008. Uh, and I think, do we have Ed or do we just do Ed? Uh, no. Hi. Hello? hello? Hi. Join us on hi, Flashpoints. You're with us. Hi, yes, hi, Dennis. You, you're so great. I, I, your heart. You're not easy listening, but you, you say the real deal <laughs> <laughs> every time. I think. Oh, Thank man, you for I the compliment. I don't want I you don't to be to I, today. I don't want to be easy to listen to. But come on, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to listen. Thanks to for the compliment. Terrible. <laughs> it is a compliment. <laughs> Things are shit at the word. So. Um, I mean, look, it's theocracy shoved down our throat. But we have to understand what they're going to do. I mean, the Democrats, well, they're Democrats, but the Democrats seize all the good issues, and what the Republicans are left with the crap issues. And so they have all these fanatics, these theocracies. They want theocracy. And did you, did you hear Clarence Thomas say, now we're going to go after using birth control so that the guys can't use a rubber comp. I mean, it's, it's so crazy because they can't get in any other way. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's just like they want to have a second 
civil war. They really yeah. want they uh, want yeah. us to get well, angry. I, they want us to. And, you got and a like point first, there. The first one is about black people. Yeah, scary, scary black people. We've oppressed them all this time. So if they turn around and do to them, but do to us what they did. Oh my God! Oh my God! And black people are is so kind to us after <laughs> the way we right. treated well, them. Well, I, you know, anyway, that's, that's, that's <laughs> right. And then. Here's what I want to do. I want to thank you for your call because uh, I want to see if we can get some more callers in. We're taking calls at 1-800-958-9008. And um, I I, I want to ask you, first of all, by the way, uh, I know uh, that this audience, our audience, we've tested this many times, is majority women listening listening that's unusual for a radio show but all right now you're going to start the call because i was just going to say it's time for the women to start standing up the phone number is 1-800-958-9008 uh we have standing with us taking these phone calls is our good friend tish lampert and we have karen Hello. I think we lost Dennis there, but go ahead, Karen. Go ahead and now you can speak your comment. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Yeah, Karen, you can go ahead and speak your comment. I think we may have lost Dennis, but you can go ahead and, and tell us what's on your mind. Okay. So um, I hear people calling this um, this action by the Supreme Court a fascist thing. But in my mind, this is more uh, like this is a, so so obviously against women and children that uh, I think it's more like uh, neo-Taliban because uh, look at the way women were treated and probably still are treated in Afghanistan. Well, I think this action against women here is exactly the same type of thing. Thank you. Thank you. Tish, if you'd like wow. to respond to that one right there. Yeah, you know, I think there's an understanding of this notion of persecution. You know, um, I, I actually am old enough to come from an era where we burned our bras to get noticed so that our women's liberation movement would um, get on the news, you know? So you look at this long longevity of how we have fought for our rights. And when you think of what you just said in regards to a Taliban-like, um, you know, uh, I, I'd say uh, treatment or, or uh, again, discrimination, I, I think it's about respect. I, I find it just so overwhelming that 51% of our society are female and we're the majority. And now we have this extremely small group of men and one woman who is dictating the dominion over our lives. You know, and we have to ask ourselves, speaking of the Constitution, um, where is the equity in that? So I am, ex I am expecting, you know, when women get angry, they don't take prisoners. We are seriously not going to sit idly by 
um, government or no government, and there has to be a new way to fight this. That's how I feel. Are you well, back I agree with, with us, that. Dennis? I'm back. I'm sorry about that. Uh, somebody, I guess, didn't want me on this line, but I'm back. <laughs> you are listening to Flash Points on Pacifica Radio. Uh, my co-host uh, is Tish Lampert, doing a great job keeping this going. We had a whole bunch of people on the line, but we sort of got wiped out, so I'm going to give out the phone number. Again, I don't give up easy. one 800 958 9008. We want to hear from the women in the audience. Uh, we love the men, but uh, uh, what else is going on for you? What's the struggle look like? Uh, what are you thinking about now? Should California now play uh, an expanded um, an expanded role uh, in uh, giving aid and comfort to uh, women who are being forced out of their own states? Uh, what should the role uh, be of, of states that still have the right for the moment? Of course, it is no longer uh, legal on the national level. Uh, all right, we're going to deal with Bill in Santa Monica. Join us on Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. Go for it, Bill. Hello, Dennis. Uh, I'd like to say I'm a black man, and I'm near Clarence Thomas's age. And there's something about Clarence Thomas that's never discussed, and I don't think a lot of people even realize it, and younger blacks wouldn't realize it either. But long before the term, I'm black and I'm proud, there was a term, uh, a southern saying, if you're white, you're all right. If you're brown, you can hang around. If you're black, stay back. Clarence Thomas came from a small town in Georgia called Pinpoint, and to be called black in the 50s and early 60s was people had been killed for calling other black per people black. It was not something to be proud of yes. coming out of slavery. And Clarence Thomas in that town in Pinpoint, Georgia, was known as ABC. It's America's blackest child by the neighbors. And I think that filled him with such a hate for black people. And then it transferred to anything liberal. But psychologically, he hates his own color. He hates black people himself, and I'm not talking about his wife. That's a different choice. I mean, I, I have nothing, you know, I've been involved in interracial relationships myself. But the, the kind of things he comes up with in the hatred that he basically felt for other black people who called him black. And it may sound simple-minded, but it's the truth. He had that as a child. He was known in that city as America's Blackest Child, or ABC. And that resentment has grown over the years with him. That's all I have to say. And I, I mean, I think you can see some of that uh, because I did do a bunch of research on, on that uh, nomination uh, and his struggle. I, I'll say it that way with pornography. Let's face it. He was, a you know, from college days, he was out of control. Uh, and there's something about going on there uh and obviously rem remember that it was anita hill that raised that that you know and then all of a sudden uh, all the men decided i guess uh clarence thomas was more interesting uh than uh, anita hill and she told the truth and got uh wiped out uh anyway that's very important information. Thanks for sharing it. Uh, I'm Dennis Bernstein. We've got Tish Lampert. I'm going to take uh, Rosalita Tish from San Pablo. Join us on Flashpoints. Thank you. Rosalita. Uh, thank you very much, Dennis, yes. for the show. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Hello? Oh, thank you very much. I can hear you. We uh, can hear you. Well, 
Yeah, 1970s, uh, mid-70s to late 70s. We knew that this day would happen, and we started an organization called La Semilla, and it was part of a movement of women who started this in Los Angeles. And we said, we cannot wait for this day to happen when men take away our reproductive choice. And we started an underground movement um, where we did menstrual extraction. We cannot wait another 10 to 15 years until we change the Supreme Court and we bring back uh, reproductive choice for women. We need to begin now to continue to do what women uh, need, and they need to take care of their reproductive choices now. And the, the there was a movie made, and I believe... It was through Democracy Now, where she actually uh, showed a video on women who did the same thing that we were doing in California. I believe it was in Chicago, where women learned to do uh, menstrual extractions to take back their um, reproductive choice in their own hands. And I would um, ask your listeners, don't get disappointed or think that oh my god what are we going to do now and we don't have any more choice we have a choice and we have to take back our right to abortion and to do it for ourselves and that method is called menstrual extraction it's an underground movement and more women need to learn to do this so if they could watch this very important a video that was made about the women who actually did this for many, many years. And I believe, I, I right. think it was through um, Amy Goodman's show in Chicago, uh, they made a video of women actually uh, taking control of their bodies and abortion. Well, and there were many movements uh, of similar nature that you're describing. Um, you want to jump in here, Tish, and respond? Yeah, I think it's very interesting. I think it really boils down to not giving away our power. You know, I feel um, I'm so grateful and honoring of all women who don't look at this as a defeat. Because there is something so fundamental about how we deal with this now. And, um, you know, I feel also, again, as I had said, it's about respect. And, you know, Dennis, you said before, okay, what's coming next? But I think that, that morally and in terms of just looking at our younger generation, how can we live in a society in this country where such a small percentage of the extremist minority is making decisions on a widespread um, area of our social lives and our moral lives and our personal lives. And so I really take my hat off to you because I think it does boil down to education, learning what's available, what's available for you, um, and, and actually having, you know, some real gumption and risk in terms of not... Um, not allowing the repercussions that everybody claims are coming. I honestly believe we have to fight in all ways. And, and I think that that's a good way to, to begin to fight is to learn what is available 
and what you can do on your own as a woman that is not harmful to you, but also, uh, you know, the last thing you want to do in all instances is carry a pregnancy for nine months. Um, and, and I feel right. that we are going to see a lot of courage and a lot of bravery coming up. It seems that Clarence Thomas is much more comfortable putting an AR-15 in people's hands than a condom. We're going to take a final call. Hannah from uh, Los Angeles, join us. Hannah E., you're on Flashpoints. You're the last one. Yes, hi. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a lot of thoughts, but I will I will make it brief. I want to know, because I, I heard that RBG recognize the vulnerability of Roe, and I imagine that we already have people who are willing to fight not maybe Roe, but there must be other cases. What is going to be the argument that we can use and succeed because clearly the right to privacy has been taken away? Um, so okay. if someone could talk about the legal strategy going on. Thank you. Thank you for that very important call. You want to take a shot at this, Tish? Where does yeah, this I think the bottom line, what we have to do is, it, I, I hate to keep coming back to this, but the election aspect is vital. And the reason I say this is um, what we need to do is to protect the rights for abortion across the country and look at it as an umbrella because if we don't protect those rights in 2022, then abortion could become illegal across the country regardless of a state. So that is the fundamental priority. The yes, next part of this is I honestly believe that Congress has got to provide protection for women in the form of some kind of law. We are upset that Roe v. Wade got turned over today, but that was due to a specific case and a specific instance, and, and also, you know, the Planned Parenthood case, same thing. We need to go back into Congress. We need to, all of us need to go either to Congress okay. or to our we're local legislators and demand I'm that our voices are heard, we're, and we're, we need to right come up with laws to protect us. Incredibly good advice. We're we're absolutely over time. I'm in trouble. Thank you so much, Tish Lambert. Great job. You're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio.